Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 61. I'm Jeff Tharp, and this is our first live ever. Woo! Man, it's been a long time coming. It's been a lot of warfare, a lot of uh, the enemy trying to discourage us, to bog us down, but he loses. He loses. And so and he loses every time, and God wins every time. So I'm so stoked to be here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Also, I just want to give a shout out to my mom. Hey, mom. She's watching. Also, my mother-in-law. She's watching as well. Hello. Um, uh, we wouldn't be anywhere without the, the prayers of our mothers. Can I get an amen? So um, also, just I want to thank everybody else that's, that's encouraged us over the course of this whole process. Andrea Hobart, Krista Elisha, David Schramm, um, Carissa, Jim, Matt. Uh, everybody, you guys are amazing. I love you guys' support and encouragement, and we would not be able to do this without you guys' prayers. Um, the spiritual warfare has been insane, and I can't, I don't even want to imagine what it would be like without those prayers. So keep them coming. Everybody else, just keep us in your prayers. Even say a quick little something, something. So, uh, guys, I'm really, really stoked for this episode. Uh, I've been uh, eyeballing this guest for a little while. And then I bumped into her at the reawaken America tour in Salem, Oregon. And she's just awesome. She's a fiery Christian conservative speaker. She's an undercover journalist. She's also prophetic voice. Uh, and she's also the founder of gathering bride ministry. Let's welcome my guest today, Anna Kate. Hello. Hey. hey, Jeff. I'm so excited to be here on your first live. By the way, that's the way you do it. It's so much more fun when you're live. You get your heart going and right. just flowing with the, with, the, with the Holy Ghost. So I'm really yeah. happy to be here. Yeah. If anything, yeah. If anything, it's uh, uh, there's more faith involved because you're like, you have to believe that everything's going to work and Lord's going to just work everything out for yes. the good of what we're doing. So um, yeah. So, uh, Anna, why don't you tell people who might not know who you are, give a little bit more about yourself and who you are. Sure. Well, uh, my name is Anna Kate. I was born in the Soviet union. My family brought me here when I was four years old. My mom got saved in America and, um, I grew up in a religious church. Didn't really like it. Didn't like the tradition and the rules. And so I became an atheist and agnostic and, um, became a professional poker player, got on the television show survivor by the grace of God, wanted to do both when I was, since I was 17 and, you know, was able to get on it. But what's cool is that in 2015, when I, after filming survivor, I got back home, which we filmed in Cambodia. When I got back home, the Lord supernaturally, I didn't realize this then I know this now cleansed me of my addiction to poker and my mm. addiction to survivor in one night. Wow. And I woke up in the morning. It was really odd. I didn't want to play anymore. And I had a supernatural, I know now a supernatural, just a longing to study politics. So got into politics, went down the rabbit hole, realized all the craziness going on out there, Satanists and sacrificing babies and all this stuff. And I realized, wait a second, if Satan is real, that means that God is real. And I've been to church enough to know that if Satan is real, God is real. And so I want to choose God. And so I said, mm -hmm. Jesus, if you're real, show me you're real. And literally two weeks later, sent someone my way. Um, had an experience with the Lord. I, we can talk about that later, that, that experience at the Western Wall. Long story short, I became a Christian. And then the Lord, um, you know, I endorsed candidate Trump at the time in 2016. I was mm -hmm. the only one from reality television to endorse him. Got a lot of backlash. It was pretty hard. But 
uh, learned about your persecution, but praise God, it made me stronger. And yeah. so I'm so grateful to the Lord. I'm on fire for him. I love the word. I love his people. I want to see atheists set free, agnostics set free. I'm mm-hmm. half Jewish as well. So I want to see my Jewish brothers and sisters set free too. So that's yeah. awesome. Man, that's pretty, pretty wild. Pretty crazy. <laughs> so I have a question because you are that one of the first things I actually noticed about you. Just, I don't know when it was. Uh, sometime last year, I saw you pop up in my feed. I was like, oh, who's this? And then I was watching you. Is you, you, you do operate in the prophetic. And how, how long has that been something that you've always noticed was there since like, since you gave your life to the Lord and when you were younger, cause I know you'd mentioned that you were an atheist at one point. Mm-hmm. What was that process like? Yeah. By the grace of God, you know, I, uh, you know, the, the word says that gifts come even without repentance. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize, and I realize now I was operating in discernment of spirits when I was playing at the poker table. I was so drawn because I knew what they were holding. I even sometimes the Lord would even allow me to hear some of the things that they're even thinking. I'm not even kidding. When I read wow. it in the Bible that Jesus would hear people's thoughts, I thought, what? Like, that's cool. Like, I, I understand. And so, you know, I, I um, was basically backslidden because I didn't believe in the Lord at the time. But, mm-hmm. you know, gifts come without repentance. So it's discerning spirits, hearing, you know, um, just discerning situations. And then when I got saved in uh, March of 2016, the next day I was on a flight going to my sister's house and the Lord, that's when I started hearing the Lord very clear, had messages for people. It was like a download of information. Your brother is ready to hear about me. Tell him about me message for my sister message for my mom. When I landed, I told them what I heard and they said, how did you know that? You know, how did you like, I said, well, I don't, I heard it. So I realized then that the Lord speaks. I didn't realize I was prophetic. I just thought, okay, the Lord speaks to everyone. I mean, mm-hmm. he's God. He can talk to his children and we hear him. And, um, but I'm telling you, when I really started digging in the word, because the Lord had me in a cave. So as soon as I was out of poker, he had me at home in a cave with him. I call it a cave with him for mm-hmm. almost a year and a half, reading the word, studying the word. Um, he would show me different sermons and had visions and dreams. And it was, it was an amazing time with the Lord. And um, so that's when I realized, okay, I, 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 definitely prophetic. This is what it is. And he would, he would show things ahead. Everything that he told me came to pass. Everything wow. I heard on March, 2016, you and your boyfriend are going to, are going to break up in June. Your brother, you know, is he's doing this and this and every single thing came to pass. And I said, okay, mm. amen. So he speaks to us. He wants to talk to everyone. Listen, in the book of, um, in first Corinthians, it says that we all may prophesy. That's what Paul mm. said. We all may prophesy. And in, in chapter 14, you, we all want to, we all, you should, you should yearn for the gifts of the spirit especially prophecy to encourage one another. Mm-hmm. So we all can prophesy. Yeah. And that verse that you just quoted is, was a big one for me when I started to realize, cause like growing up prophecy, wasn't quite a thing. Like, you know, it was like, Oh, the crazy people prophecy. And, but I believed in healing and I believed that God could do the miraculous. And so I think that was kind of God's open door with me towards my heart. And I remember seeing that verse, I think it's first Corinthians or second Corinthians. Yeah. Where he's like, desire all gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like I've read this so many times and it was like, all of a sudden it was like, it, it opened up and, and that really opened me up to m- more of the prophetic, I think. And I realized actually that I'd always been operating in it to some yeah. degree. Um, and I think a lot of people are that way. I think that there's this, there's this kind of um, boogeyman through, we imagine, oh, somebody operating the prophetic, they have to be, they have to look like this or they're weirdos or whatever mm-hmm. it is. We just kind of insert in, you know, our, our prejudice or a preconceived idea and realizing like all can prophesy. 
Yeah. And I think that so many people are operating in those giftings and just don't know it. Right. And, so, and, yeah. and that's what the Lord said. He said, my children hear my voice. Yeah. So it's, it's really, the key really is reading his word. It really is the key. Because when you understand how the Lord speaks and you really get to know your father in his own words, you then start recognizing his voice. And he will literally talk throughout the day. And let me tell you, when people say, oh, the Lord doesn't care what shoes you're wearing. I mean, sure, at the end of the day, you know, he lets us wear what we want. But I talked to him about everything. Like when mm -hmm. I went furniture shopping, I said, okay, father, what are we, what are we buying for the house? I don't know what to, he supernaturally, by the way, provided money for my move. Uh, car, he gave me a car supernaturally. Went shopping with my, with my dad to the store. I would sit on a couch. I would feel the presence of God. I knew this was the couch, walked over. I was like, that's, we literally went shopping with my father in heaven. And so wow. that's how much he wants to be part of our life. And yeah. he, and he, he said, my, my children, tell my people that they don't ask me. I want to give them their heart's desire, but they don't ask me. And the Lord said, you receive not because you ask not, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's just, there's so much I want to share. The Lord is so amazing. And he yeah, wants yeah. to be involved in our daily, daily life. Every yeah. Day. Well, and that's a, kind of a funny story about even just this little mic flag is a couple of months ago. I had, it wasn't even a full thought. I was like, Oh, it'd be kind of cool. I didn't even know what it was called. I was like, it'd be cool to get one of those things that has like a Elijah fire on it. And then I just, boop, it was gone. And then a month later or a month or two later, um, the people that made this for me reached out to me and said, Hey, we want to, we want to give you one of these. And I had I just remembered this morning. I just remembered that I had had that conversation and it's just a testament to like how much God cares about yes. the things we don't even think are important. Mm. Um, you know, yeah. so. It's amazing. Yeah, we have to be willing though, you know, like I said, read the word, but lay things down, you know, yeah. lay things down and say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done because he's got such bigger plans for us than we do. He, he, you know, in, in uh, Ephesians 3.20, he gives us exceedingly above all mm -hmm. that we can ever ask or even mm -hmm. imagine. Yeah. So when we lay things down for him and say, Lord, okay, I'm going to, Matthew 6.33, I'm going to focus on your kingdom and righteousness and everything else will be added to me. That is literally what I stand on every day. It's about my father's business. It's about mm -hmm. what, what, what's on your heart, Lord. And he is so amazing that he will guide your every step. He will guide people in and out of your life. He will guide you with your desires and open up that path so you can have it available for you. He is so amazing. And so I think, mm. you know, when I, um, you know, when I see sometimes people, they, they don't really realize how much the Lord wants to be part of their life, their daily life. And like you said, he is so part of the details. He weaves everything together. And one day we will see it in heaven. We will look and we will see our life and say, wow, Lord, you were there with me. And that, 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 I see right. you there. And so it's just having faith, you know, Hebrews, yeah. Hebrews 11, right? Have faith of things not seen, things hoped for. That is the mm -hmm. evidence. That's, that's our, that's faith. And Amen. that's, we cannot please him without faith. Come on. Amen. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so I have a question about your family. Obviously I would imagine the way you are now wasn't necessarily how you were raised, right? Not really. <laughs> yeah. What was, what was that like? And what is, how has your family's kind of, kind of, uh, experience been with you being this way yeah. now? Cause it's I mean, so it's, I'm just very different. Very different. Um, you know, it's so amazing. It's a testimony to God, what he did with me before, how I was before and how I am now, you know, with my family, um, a lot of them were unbelievers for a long time. My mom got saved in America and, um, you know, my dad left cause he said, it's either me or Jesus. Cause he's Jewish. And he's like, it's either me or Jesus. My mom picked Jesus, mm. you know, thank God. And it was hard 
and, and I stepped away from God, but, um, but praise God. So years later, you know, my mom, let me tell you this, any parents watching right now, right? My mom prayed for me for over 20 years. She would call her nun friends. My mom had like a bunch of nun friends pray for my daughter. She's a heathen. Like you have to pray <laughs> for her. And, and it was so funny. Cause they told her, they said, listen, keep praying for her, but she's going to come into the kingdom and you will be shocked because she's going to have more faith than you do. My mom said, what? Like she prays morning, no night, way. She prays yeah. morning. <laughs> no way, but she was excited. Yeah. Sure enough. I got, you know, radically um, set free and just said a lot. Like I'm alive and I, I'm just so happy and joyful. So here's a testimony to my Jewish side of my family. Some of them think I'm crazy. Some of them think I went off the, you know, the deep end. Like, you know, you hear from the Lord and the Lord is going to give you a home and the Lord's going to give you this. And sure enough, he gives me everything that I prophesied what he was going to do that he told me. Um, it's all been a testimony to them. I mean, it's little seeds. But with my with, with my dad, it's so amazing because my dad and my, and my stepmother, they said, you know, Anna, we had a problem at first that you were Christian now. But you know what? We thought about it. Who you are now, how happy you are. You were used to have anxiety and depression and how happy you are. Listen, we don't even care what you worship. We don't care what you believe in. You are a different person. Mm. And I said, amen, because the Bible says that I am a new creation in Christ. Yeah. So it's actually true. It proves the word. Let me show you the word right here. This is what it says in the word. And they were like, okay, so the Lord is so good. He's so, and he's working mm. on their hearts and yeah. he showed me that they're going to get saved. So. And I don't know if this is true of all Jewish communities, but a friend of mine, she was telling me about how her par her parents married, who are now Messianic Jews. Um, mm -hmm. But at the time, they met in Hawaii at a it was like a Buddhist Jewish Buddhist camp, and I was like Jewish Buddhist, and she's wow. like, yeah. Here's the thing about a lot of Jewish communities or Jewish families, they're okay if you're anything else. They just don't want you to be Christian. I don't know. Have you seen that to be true? Is that true? Oh, it's it's so true. It is yeah. really true. I mean, even look, even in the state of the country, I'm I'm, I'm not going to get you guys kicked off, but the state of the country, what do they say? They, they didn't say Buddhist temples have to close and uh, mosques have to close. They said churches have to close. It is yeah. an attack of the enemy. I want to share a really, really, really short, quick testimony about Please. messianic Jews. This is yeah, so, yeah. this blew my mind when the Lord said this. So the Lord showed me a vision a few years ago of my dad, dad getting saved. He's not saved yet. So dad, you're watching. I love you. You know, he doesn't, he'll, he'll see, this will be a testimony to him. Cause I'll show you him this video in a yeah, few yeah. you know months, hopefully. Mm -hmm. So the Lord showed me he was going to get saved. I had a vision where I was standing and I was preaching on stage and I saw my, my dad in, the, uh, in like in the fourth row in the aisle. And I said, Lord, what is this? The Lord said, he's here to watch you preach. He's saved. I said, what? Praise God. So from then on, this is two years ago, I started preaching to my dad. I'm like, daddy, you know, Jesus and Jesus this and Jesus that. And every time I would talk to my dad, who's Jewish about the Lord, the conversation would shut down. I felt a shift in the spirit and it was like, and I tried this for months and months and months. One day, this is last year. Uh, one day uh, we're in the car and I, again, I'm like, okay, here's the opportunity. We talked for like two hours. We had a road trip. And then I was like, okay, talk about Jesus. So I mentioned Jesus instantly again, shifted the atmosphere, shifted in the spirit, wants nothing to do with it, shut down. And I literally, I screamed inside. I screamed in my spirit. I said, Lord, I was like, what are you told me he's going to get saved. I don't understand. I've been trying and trying and trying and nothing. He shuts down. How is my dad going to get saved? And I heard this so clear, Jeff. I heard, stop saying Jesus. Surely that's not from God. Yeah, no. Surely. Yeah. I was just about to rebuke that voice 
even though I, I was just, I was so close. And then I heard him say, start saying Messiah. Okay. And it, it hit me. Wow. That's wisdom, Lord. Yeah. And from then on, I shut down the conversation. The next time I came, the Lord said, bring a Bible. And now he's ready to bring a Bible, brought a Bible. And uh, I said, oh, dad, you want to hear about your Messiah? He said, sure. I did not touch the New Testament. I went through Old Testament prophecies, Psalm 22, Proverbs 30, Isaiah 53, you know, mm -hmm. Isaiah 60, Isaiah 61. I mean, I went down, you know, as much as I could. Two hours he listened. And I said, does it sound like anybody, you know, <laughs> Psalm 22? Pierced his hands and his feet, and, the, and he was like, "No." I go, "Okay, <laughs> Jesus." I was like, "Okay." So just massaging and planting those seeds, and the Lord yeah. brings the increase; He brings the water. So, so it, be encouraged, guys. With the Jews, oh, it's wisdom from the Lord. Stop saying Jesus. Start saying Messiah. Mm. Amen. Amazing. Mm. Really quick, just as a side side comment, you said something else, and it reminded me of this: that today, apparently, the Supreme Court ruled nine to zero. That because there was a, a place in Boston that wasn't allowing Christian flags to get flown. And then the Supreme Court ruled nine to zero. They were like, hey, guys, you can't right. you can't discriminate like that, which was amazing at uh, nine to zero. So Whoa. that was great. In so, Massachusetts. Yeah. Wow. This is yeah. I haven't had a chance to check the news. You see this. This is what the Lord was showing as well. There is a flood of the Holy Ghost already moving already ev oh, it's so exciting because it's it's we're seeing it even in a secular school you know they they didn't know they're not allowing you know little boys and girls to be taught about transgenderism and all this like right. the lord is moving yeah. this is the greatest wave of the holy spirit right now and the enemy this is what the lord said the enemy cannot stop what i'm about to do is Come what on. the lord showed me with hollywood specifically hollywood i yeah. was blown away yeah okay well let's hey let's let's get into that because sure. that was like the big thing that was like the Okay. Yes. It, like when I, that's what prompted me to go talk to you at the event. Cause I heard you speak and mm -hmm. you were talking about Hollywood and you just touched on it a blip, but there was something about it. I was like, Oh, I feel the heat in that. So mm -hmm. let's just get into it. Like what has God shown you about Hollywood? Yeah. So I was just in California two months ago and I was having a meeting. I was having lunch with a, with a girlfriend of mine who's working on a film, a, a Christian film, even though it's not going to be, you know, Christian on the outside. Um, it, it's, it's a true testimony of a story mm -hmm. of a real life story. And this person was molested. He was a hippie. Um, he had a vision. Jesus he got saved. He was radically uh, releasing the glory of the Lord, the anointing and all over California. I mean, she's got an amazing script and people in Hollywood told her this is, this is an award-winning script as I'm having lunch with her. And she's telling me, she said, I feel, you know, I'm going to start. It's been 12 years. I've been sitting on this. And as she's talking, I, f I saw an open heaven. I just, it was so amazing. And I felt it. It was an open heaven above Hollywood. And I heard the Lord say the finances for my godly movies are here. Mm. And I saw her movie playing in a movie theater. I saw the back of kids heads. I knew it was youth watching, crying, receiving the Lord. Because there's so many, by the way, that are molested that the church doesn't talk about. You know, they talk about homosexuality. Right. They don't talk about adultery. They don't talk about pornography. And they don't talk yeah. about molestation. But it's a real issue that mm -hmm. pastors have to address because the, the, the sheep have been traumatized. And so anyway, I saw it playing. And I saw as she was asking me, she was, she was asking me if I want to work on it. I, had an open, I haven't had an open vision in a while. An open vision of red carpet. And it was the blood of Jesus. It was a red carpet. And I saw standing there being interviewed. How does it feel to win an award for this? For this, for this movie, a Christian movie, getting an award. 
I heard the Lord say, I'm about to break through Hollywood and the enemy cannot stop what I'm about to do. I saw the glory fall in Hollywood. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now back to the show. And the Lord said the finances are here. This one in the open heavens. When I first saw that, I heard the Lord say the finances for my movies are here. He said, just pull it down. It's right. I saw it right above us, like hmm. so much finances. And he said, just pull it down in faith. Amen. So she's talking and I just go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's pull it down. I said, this is what the Lord is showing. And boom, I mean, the glory feels presence right now. And it's yeah. He oh, yeah. is moving. And also in the financial realm as well. So I, I told Lance, because Lance, you know, Lance Walner has been talking about the seven mountains. I said, uh-huh. Lance, the Lord is about to break through the financial realm as well. The Lord said, I'm about to break through the financial realm as Come well. On. The financial mountain. Because I've always asked, like, well, how are you going to do that? But what he's doing with the financial mountain, he's actually sending people in Christian. It's like undercover kind of, listen, we're undercover. You know, we work for the Lord. We're about his business. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's sending Christians into the marketplace with, um, you know, jobs and, 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 and things that we're going to sell. I mean, me, I'm selling air filters. The Lord has me selling. And it's been such an amazing blessing for me, blessing for them, but also undercover evangelizing to them. Like I have board meetings that are, I saw in this, I saw another open vision about having these meetings with these financial, big, big, big financial guys around the country. And the Lord showed, I saw his glory in the meeting. They were going to buy the filters. Great. That's, 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 it funds the ministry. So it's all good. Sure. But at the end, I'm asking, how are you so joyful? How are you so happy? And telling them, listen, I've told you about this, this living water machine is what it's called, but let me tell you about the true living water. And I saw the glory hit them. And the Lord said, I'm about to break through the financial mountain as well. Come I on. said, whoa, you guys have no, this is an exciting, this is the most exciting time to be alive. Oh, it I so is. Like that, but it's so exciting. No, but it really and is. <laughs> finances, what the Lord's about to do in this country yeah. as well. You see him moving already. Yeah. What, what he's doing in my personal life too. I mean, acceleration with everything. And that's all. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think in mountain wide, you know, all the seven mountains, we're starting to see this shift and maybe Hollywood's been the one that's taken the most behind the scenes stuff of God shifting mm-hmm. things. Um, definitely one of the the ones I would say that it's, it's been a lot of shifting internally that, you know, in Disney, like, look, there's already judgment in Disney. Like the Lord is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I just think there's, it's, it's for years we've been saying, oh, I want to do the Christian, whatever it is, you know, I want to do the Christian version of this or the Christian version of that. And, and we're constantly imitating what the world is producing, but a time is coming. Mark my words, people, a time is coming and it's coming very soon. And it's already happening where the world will begin to imitate what the, the, the body is doing. Yes. That is spot on. Yeah. Because I also felt a hunger in, in, in the country for godly, righteous movies. They mm-hmm. don't even realize that some of them do. There's a hunger for it once they see it. And you're absolutely right. Because listen, there, there, are some, there are some good Christian movies, but a lot of Christian movies are really corny. They're really corny, yeah. kind of like Hallmarky. They're fake yeah. looking. And, and on top of that, what, what irritates me when I watch it is that they don't even go through the salvation prayer. You feel good. You watch a movie when there's no salvation prayer. Where is the prayer to salvation? In this movie that my friend is working on, I was happy to see that. that they're, at the end, you know, they lead you to Jesus' throne. They lead you to the Lord. 
in repentance and receiving what he, sacrifice that he made for us, you know, the blood of Jesus. So um, th- there's going to be like these, one of them, it's an undercover movie. There's going to be many, many, many. And I, and I told her, I said, there's going to be project after project after project. And the finances are going to come supernaturally. It's going to be one after the other, one after the other. And people are hungry for it. And I'm telling you, I heard the Lord, the enemy cannot stop what I am about to do. I was blown away <laughs> i mean obviously the enemy is under our feet but you know i was just like really even in hollywood he wasn't it's full of satanists you know and the lord's like watch and see what i'm about to do Amen. and so Disney is a sign it's a big right sign. well and i think even what we're seeing with netflix and we're seeing uh with you know other other platforms as well where they're starting to see a major drop in um in yes. membership uh their stocks are down like crazy all that stuff. And I think we're seeing this in education. We're seeing this in government. We're seeing this all across the board where it's uh, even family, I would say, where the, you know, what is it? Third wave feminism or whatever it's coming and basically said, no, you know, we can't be mothers. We have to, but I think it's third wave or fourth third, wave. Third wave of feminism. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and we're starting to see a shift where even values of people is shifting, especially even in young people. I've heard, I, I saw, I can't remember where it is. I wish I would keep these stats like on hand, but it's something like a lot of young people, like young, young people are starting to drift towards conservatism, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, soaking in whatever the mainstream media is giving to them, which is great. I mean, yes. um, but we're starting to see this shift, even in education where parents are starting to take back school boards, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's a lot of exposure. God bless project Veritas. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. it's exciting. Praise God. You know, and actually with project Veritas, the Lord, I'm grateful for that experience. Um, actually when I got out of the cave, I said, Lord, I need a job now. This is 2017. I was in the cave for a year, 2016, 2017. I said, Lord, I need a job now. I want to, I, I want to be involved. I'm, I'm passionate politically. And by the grace of God, I was invited to, 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 to speak at an event. James was there. I was the morning speaker. He was the evening speaker. And he called me two days later and asked me, hey, do you want to work for Project Veritas? I said, absolutely. You guys are heroes. <laughs> and so I worked with him for nine months. And, and I'm by the, you know, God is so good because he, he exposed a lot and changed my heart in many, many, many ways. Because at that time, you know, I'm newly saved, you know, and, and, and all that. And I'm just so angry at the left. I'm so angry at the Democrats. And the Lord. Yeah had me spend a lot of time with them. And I'm telling you, change my heart because I saw they're, they're blind. You know, we, Ephesians six, we battle not against flesh and blood. We battle against principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places. So the Lord showed me, I had a, I started having a love for these Democrats because a lot of them, I got to say are well-meaning people, right? They have mm-hmm. big hearts, right? So here's a, they, they mean well, they don't understand the solution. Marxism never works. It, I yeah, grew up no, hearing no. stories from so, this, my family in the Soviet Union, how evil Marxism is, how evil communism is. And so when I, in 2018, I voted for, for Obama. I was so excited to vote for him. But I didn't vote for him the second time because I knew he was pushing socialism and I knew it was evil. Yep. I knew that much. But, um, but the Lord really changed my heart. And I have to tell you, another friend, my, my friend infiltrated Antifa. Portland, Oregon, Antifa. He was in with them for six months. Man. And he said, Anna, you're gonna be blown away. I said, what? He said, these people are so broken, which we know. But he said, do you know that most of them don't have a father? They never had a father. And so it's like a game, you know, where they don't have fathers. Their fathers are in jail. Their fathers are dead from drugs and, you know, drug dealing, whatever. 
and they don't have any, they're looking for a family. And so they have a find a family, they get radicalized, used by the enemy and set ablaze for, 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 for hell. Right. And so it's having compassion for those souls, loving them, seeing them. And if, if it's in some people, it's hard for them to, but you have to repent to the Lord. Say, Lord, forgive me of my bitterness, my anger. Mm -hmm. This is spiritual. Oh, absolutely. The Lord created them. The Lord loves them. And I know I'm preaching to the choir because you guys know all this stuff. Yeah. Well, there's going to be some people who don't. So, but if if you don't, you say, Lord, forgive me. Let me see them the way that you see them because the Lord loves them. He created them. Listen, um, Isaiah 42 7. Lord, show me a vision of this before I even read this verse and I was blown away. When I was praying for my girlfriend after my first fast, I had a Daniel fast, you know, four years ago. And um, I was praying for a family. They're all Hindu. She was the only Christian in her whole family. And I saw this prison. It was, it was, I saw black prison rails in a prison in darkness. And it was in a dungeon, literally what I saw. I couldn't understand why am I seeing a prison in a dungeon in darkness, but her family was standing there like zombies. Mm -hmm. And I knew I was looking at their spirit. It was their spirit man that was in a prison. And it was like, you know, just they're not there. Some of them were sitting, some of them were standing and they didn't know how to get out. Mm. And so, and I, when I read the verse, when I finally saw the verse in the Bible, I, um, Isaiah 42, seven, that people are sitting in a prison, in a dungeon and they are blind, right? They're blind. They're sitting in, which what they, what it is. These people are blind, right? The Lord said they're blind. They do not see. And so, it's just having compassion for them because their spirits are longing to get out, but they don't know how. That's what I saw. They they longing to come out of this bondage, of this bitterness, yeah. of this anger, of this death, uh-huh. but they don't know how. And yeah. their mind battles and says, no, 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 Jesus is not the way. And there's, but their spirits longing. So it's having compassion. And the Lord is so good to really change our heart and love people and see people the way that he sees them because he well, doesn't want anyone to perish. Right. And I think that there's, I was just talking to a loved one about this the other day, talking about bitterness and unforgiveness and just pain. I said, the only, the only person that is held prisoner is ourselves. Uh, And I'm sure you can, you know, back in your worldly days, you know, you can recall back to maybe times where you had unforgiveness and bitterness and, and um, you know, and I think that that's the thing that, that there's, that's how the enemy works though. He thinks, no, 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 no. Just keep keep investing your emotions into the, mm-hmm. these things, and the, well, you'll have a payoff. But there's no payoff. Like it's it's a bottomless pit, and it just keeps right. sucking more of you away. And like that's what's so amazing about coming to Jesus is that He delivers you from that, right? Oh. So it's just like man, like spot on, you know. And look, that's not to say obviously. Like I've shared stories on on this show about times when I was a believer, but I, I found myself in a place of unforgiveness, um, you know, because of hurt and holding person. But again, you're the only person that's being held prisoner as a result of it, especially if the person's moved on. Um, so yeah, that's a huge, that's huge. So, you know, it, it's, I want to say one last point to that it's spot on. And it was something that the Lord highlighted even in me, I would say six months ago yeah. where I, um, you know, I was deep, I was betrayed by someone close to me and, um, I thought I forgave them. You know, I forgave them. I blessed them, send them some money. I blessed them anyway. But every time I heard that person's name, it would be like a, a dagger in my heart. And I went to a conference and there were some prophets there. And this one prophet said, you need to forgive. I said, I've forgiven everyone. No, 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 no. You can't even hear this person's name. There's, there's someone that hurt you and, and you need to forgive them. And I literally just started crying and I repented. Mm-hmm. I said, you're right. 
there is a name I hear. I didn't realize that's right. That is unforgiveness, that pain. And so I, I prayed, I let it go. And the Lord said, I can't take you from glory to glory if you're in bondage. So wow, the Lord yeah. wants to take you from glory to glory. And the Lord said, I want to take you higher. You have to release this to me. Mm. And I said, Lord, I love her. I bless her, you know, and I repented and I literally felt mm. a, just a release. Wow. And literally the Lord just took me higher and higher in the spirit, in joy, right? What are the fruits of the spirit, right? Righteousness, peace, and joy. Mm. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And so if you don't have a peace, Lord, search my heart, search my wicked heart, Lord, release whatever. Tell me, should guide me. What, who do I need to forgive? Who do I need to repent? Because let me tell you, bitterness and unforgiveness, like you said, keeps us in bondage. Mm -hmm. The Lord, and we, we, we don't want to be average Christians. We don't want to be like, okay, well, yeah, I put my word. I'm kind of happy. No, the Lord wants you in the fullness, the fullness of joy, the fullness of peace, That's the right. fullness of his calling for you, righteousness, mm -hmm. peace, and joy. And if yeah. you're not operating in them, okay, check, check, ask the Lord, check my heart. What is it, Lord? Because let me yeah. tell you, it's awesome. And you can walk just like I walk with the Lord. He has, he's not a favorite. Of, he doesn't favor people in the Bible. You are just as special to him as I am, as Jeff is. Mm -hmm. It's just like, Lord, search my heart. Lord, forgive me. I repent. I for, for, forgive me for this bitterness. That's why the Lord is not even, I'm, I'm, I have a big platform on Twitter. I love mm -hmm. Twitter. I tweet all the time. The Lord told me to back off. And so I don't even know the news. I haven't even checked anything because I'm not even, because it's a cycle of bitterness and anger and unforgiveness. And yeah. last thing I'll say is this, the Lord said, um, actually, I heard the, a woman, I forgot what preacher said this. I think it was Lisa Brevere. She said that the left preaches truth with, uh, sorry, the left preaches love without truth, but the right preaches truth without. Oh man. <laughs> Conviction. <laughs> Dude. To love our enemies. Yeah. Them. For real. Give them. Dude, Literally that's a great quote. Mm -hmm. I heard yeah. it. I, I, I always share it on the stage and it's, I, I can't take credit. So that's wisdom right there. The Lord gave Lisa, I think it was Lisa Brevere. Yeah. The left preaches love without truth. The right preaches truth without love. And I'm not talking mm. about Christians. I'm talking about conservatives as well. And Christians, some Christians too, but sure. Well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, that's great. Okay. So there was another part of the, uh, your time in Hollywood where you had like a vision, you were you were in a mountain in Palm Springs. Yes. It was about like the tentacles. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Talk yes. about that. Yeah. So um, the, the the night before I had lunch with my girlfriend, uh, my sister in Christ, we- we took making the, the movie? Yeah. About making yeah. the movie. She wanted to take us to the mountain, to the Tequita. I always pronounce it wrong. I think it's the Tequita Mountain, somewhere in Palm Springs. Forgive me. But we go up there in the mountain. We're praying. And as we're praying, I've never seen this before. Um, I saw- um, tentacles, these long, long tentacles, it was kind of like octopus tentacle, but not, I didn't see a suction cup. It was dark green, black. It was really gross. And it was coming out. I heard the Lord say second heaven. So I knew they're coming out of the second heaven and this tentacle wrapped itself around billboards. Mm. And I was looking at it and I knew that billboards have a spirit attached to it. And I knew that that second heaven spirit was projecting itself. And I knew it was a spirit of greed, spirit of lust. There's a spirit, right, of, of you know, uh, covetousness, right? What a billboard show. Buy this, buy that, you know, right. have money or, or, or pornography. So mm -hmm. the Lord showed that behind billboards, there are spirits attached to it. So I started praying to break that off. We also, I, I shared it with the group because we were praying. We were all seeing something and, uh, you know, break it forth and, and break it off. But another thing too, I just had, I had a revelation as well. Celebrities too. 
right? Celebrities don't realize that they are, if you're not operating the Holy Ghost, you're operating other spirits, period, end of story. So these celebrities that post pictures and videos and lusty stuff, there's a spirit attached to it. It's either first of all living inside of them, but also the spirit is just using them to project same thing in billboards. It's also that. And I, and I thought to myself, this last night, I thought to myself, wow, the, the Lord said, protect your eye gates, protect your ear gates. So I'm like, wow, Lord, the enemy is literally everywhere, which I know, but yeah. you, know, you don't really even kind of think about it. I said, wow, pr- <laughs> even billboards driving. I'm like, I got to protect my blood of Jesus on my eyes, but praise uh-huh. be to God. Yeah. yeah. So it was interesting because I had had a similar, I'd had a dream that r- reminded me, cause I think you had, you and I were talking and I would realized I'm like, Oh dude, I had like a very kind of a similar dream, but it was like in a different, um, it was kind of a different context. So I was going to go see a movie and I was on the fence about going and seeing it. It was a, that, and I don't even know why I was going to go see it because I'm a big like comic book fan. I grew up reading mm-hmm. comic books. And so I was going to, I was going to go see that Joker movie. Mm-hmm. And then I was like on the fence, but I'm like, Oh, this looks like really dark. And it's just like, I don't know. And, and, um, and so I, I had gone to sleep just to take a nap. And in the dream, I was in the movie theater where my friend and I were talking about going to sing it's a dinner theater so like you were sitting around you have tables and people can wait on you and it's great and it was like you know the buzz of excitement for like a, a movie everybody's looking forward to everybody's talking and everything and sure. i look up in the corner just above the the screen because the movie hadn't started yet and i see this dark cloud and it's like small it's know, like maybe like mm-hmm. you know this big mm-hmm. you know three feet in diameter and then it grows and it's just like this black smoke cloud just grows and all of a sudden i see this like this smoke tentacle come down like this and it goes into somebody's mind. And then I also I look around and I start seeing more smoke tentacles coming down into people's minds and into people, like all over the place. Wow. And at the time, I immediately woke up and I was like, because it was like right That's before funny. the smoke tentacle touched me, I, I woke up because I was like, no, I don't want this is wrong. I need this mm. is not. And the Lord was showing me in the spirit, like we need to be mindful of what types of things we're letting in. Like yes. a movie is not just a movie. A TV show is not just a t- TV show. Music is not just a music. And mm-hmm. and there's so much of the spirit that we've labeled as ordinary that actually is a part of. And I think we'll realize that when we actually go to heaven, we're going to be like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe I was so ignorant. I yeah. can't believe. Yeah. And yeah. so the Lord showed me. I immediately felt the fear of the Lord. And I was like. Mm-hmm. I am not supposed to go see this movie and I'm supposed to tell anybody that will listen, don't go see this movie mm-hmm. just because of what it done. And look, some people have seen it. Spiritful Christians have seen it. I know a couple who have and whatever, you know, I haven't seen it. I, I wanted to, and I, this, and I saw it was dark. I was like, no, but yeah. this is spot on. This is exactly what the, the tenant. I mean, that's a confirmation. Cause I've never heard anyone else say the tentacle, but I know what right. I saw. Yeah. It, it was a tentacle and it's a spirit behind it. And so we do have to be really, really, really careful. And I think even driving, right? The spirits are trying to plant a seed of greed and covetousness and money and whatever. And and yeah. it's so important to guard, um, to guard our eyes and to guard our heart, to guard our spirit. Um, right. Praise God. I wanted to, um, I was lost. I was going to say something, but anyway. Um, but praise be to God that He shows us this and warns us. He's so so good to warn us. And it's a scary right, thought right. to think. Oh, this is what I was going to say. See, the enemy knows the power of images and videos. Right. The Lord uses dreams. He speaks to us in dreams. You know, he's got so many dreams that he gave some of the most important people in the Bible. Right. Joseph about Jesus and dreams, um, Abimelech and, and, and so many, you know, Joseph, um, 
uh, yeah, and even Joseph in Egypt, right? So they had dreams. The enemy knows the power of images and videos. That's why he's taken over Hollywood, mm -hmm. right? Vis images, videos, and it projects the enemy's agenda. You know, and 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 they're they're like they're anchors to our soul. That's why the Lord says, "Guard your eye gates; they're the window to your soul." Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire Podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit elijahfire.com/slash/donate. And it's very, and even if it's slander yep. or lies, and the enemy knows that. That's why they use it for propaganda as well. Mm -hmm. They try to get you in bondage and also propagate an idea that is anti-God, anti-country, and all that. So, yeah, yeah, we have to guard our eyes. Yeah. And I think that I had many an eye roll, um, you know, uh, I guess in the, within the past like 10 years talking about spiritual blockers, like what are the things that there are things in your life that are hinting at you, but like you as in people, things that are, that might be blocking our ability to discern, discern more clearly. And then there's things that I look at and I go, okay, well, say, say nothing else comes out of somebody going and seeing a movie. Um, like they don't experience any manifestation of any demonic thing or any paranormal activity or anything, but the, there, there's something more sneaky that the enemy does a lot of times, especially within yes. Christians is he gets them spiritually asleep. And yes. that's the thing that, mm. that I really felt this burden where it really, that dream was sort of in a process where the Lord was removing a lot of stuff from my life stuff that i honestly didn't think was that big of a deal it was just like whatever but then i would wake up in the middle of the night and i would see a flash in my head of in my mind of whatever that was and i'm like no that's not i mean I've, that god wouldn't possibly be asking me to get rid of that thing because i've never had an issue with it before and then all of a sudden i got rid of it and then the night you know the that presence you know left it went away you know mm -hmm. and so i think that but there's as we I guess what I'm getting at is this is sometimes God will have you remove things from your life and the other things in your life that you didn't think were a problem. Suddenly you're actually able to discern that those are a problem because that bigger thing was out of the way because mm -hmm. like, well, I need this out of the way so that you can see these other things, you mm -hmm. know? And I think that so often I've seen, I've talked to a lot of Christians that are like, hold on to things so tightly. They're like, no, I, I, I don't want to give this away because, because, God spoke to me through this thing. And I'm like, maybe he did at that time because that's, yeah. he'll use anything to speak to you. Right? right. But maybe he's trying to go deeper with you and he needs that out of the way. Yes, you know, we, and have I just, to, and we have to lay things down. Yeah. Laying yeah. it down at the altar, everything, yeah. everything, business, personal friendships, relationships, marriage, everything has to be on the altar for the Lord to really break it, fix it and give it back to you in such a glorified way. And, yeah. and talking about, you know, we were just talking about with the vision and like the images and stuff, the Lord wants to sanctify, right? Mm. There, there's two things. There's salvation, but there's also maturity, right? We're not supposed to be baby Christians forever. You know, there's the Lord is allowing us to go from glory to glory and learn and, 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 and not be ignorant anymore. And he's taking us higher. If you want to walk in the fullness, really have to be sanctified, reading the word, keeping out of the world. We live in the world, but we're not among them, right? We're separated. So um, things like the cutting things off like that, like the Lord has me, had me stop some things that I've enjoyed. I used to watch some TV shows. I'm yeah. like, but it's not really a big deal. It's kind of harmless. The Lord said, no, I said, no, but I like it. But I said, okay, Lord, but you know what? You're more, you're, I was like, okay, fine. And yeah. so there was a little struggle. I said, Lord, okay, man, I repent. Okay, done. And so I went higher in the Lord. 
-hmm. I got more hungry for the word. I, and I, and I realized that they, the enemy was depositing little things. You may not notice it. You might just say, oh, it was just a movie, but you might leave. I don't know. I feel a little more depressed today. I feel kind of depressed. I uh -huh. feel down. That's the spirit projecting its vomit on you in the spirit. Mm -hmm. And so we cannot be ignorant Christians. The Lord, this is such an amazing time in this country right now. We cannot be asleep. Like you said, we cannot be complacent. This is the time. All eyes, all ears on deck, looking mm -hmm. up at the father, okay? sanctified like never before because he wants to use his people. If, yeah. if you're not going to do it, if you're not going to take the calling, he'll pick someone else. Just like Catherine Coleman. There was all these men that the, the Lord said, I want, I wanted to use them because Catherine, Catherine Coleman said, why me, Lord? I'm a woman. The Lord said, because no one else wanted to take the call. No other man. So I'm giving it to a woman. Yeah. So you don't want to be passed aside. I, I, I'm like, Lord, use me. Here I am, Lord, use me. Um, I, I, this is fun. I love being on the spontaneous Jesus train. It's so fun with the Holy mm -hmm. spirit and yeah. it's, it's glorious. And some people don't want to pay the price, but that's what it takes to go deeper. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, there's a lot of anxiety. I've talked to a lot of Christians where there's a lot of anxiety about like, Oh, am I supposed to be giving this up? I don't know. But like, uh, uh, uh. and I'm like, here's the thing. If you, even if God didn't tell you and you thought you did, maybe you got a little overzealous and you started cutting things out. It's not going to be like, God's like, oh, they're trying to hear my voice and they're like hearing wrong and they're cutting out way too much entertainment because mm -hmm. they want to get closer to me. Shame on them. Like said, God, never, you know, like God never say that, you know? And I think that you're never going to do wrong, do, do wrong by yourself and by the Lord by continuing to pursue more of him in your life, mm -hmm. you know, um, it just, yeah. So and, okay. and, and also not okay. wasting time. Yeah. That's what yeah. he told me. He said, he's like, cause I used to watch a lot of YouTube. The Lord's like, stop wasting time. They, and I, they, like those shows that are great. Like this interview, like this is so it's important because it feeds you. It's the word, mm -hmm. it's faith. It builds your faith. But yeah. there's some things the Lord said, you need to cut this out because there's not a lot of time left and I want to take you somewhere and you need to give this stuff up. Mm -hmm. And so praise God. Amen. Exactly. Okay. So you have a couple other things I want to hit on before we we're done, but you have like, um, and however you want to say these, mm -hmm. uh, you have a vision of three th thrones oh, and you also okay. have an experience at the Western wall. Sure. I'll start with the throne one first. I was, okay. So, uh, in 2018 is really went is, so I was saved in 2016 In 2018, I went to a conference. My friend invited me to, to called a uh, one thing, which was hosted by IHOP. It was their last like big conference called one thing. And, um, I, I was still like stuck in the world, you know, reading the word. I mean, I had one Christian friend at the time told me, I, I said, well, I'm like living with my boyfriend. I'm like getting convicted, but the Bible's, you know, the Bible says I'm not supposed to and all this stuff. And she goes, oh, the Bible's outdated. I said, what? The blood of Jesus, by the way, that's not true. The Bible, every word is living and real. So in 2018 is when I really, really, really just real, when the Lord had, took me, actually took me to hell in a dream and I repented. And that's when everything changed in my life. I was really, really finally born again. <laughs> Like truly born again. And I'm standing, this is around the time when I went to this conference. I'm standing at this conference. We're worshiping. It was the most anointed, wonderful worship. And we were just, I was just praising the Lord and worshiping the Lord. And I had this vision. It was really far away. It was like, I don't know why, but it, it was in the top. It was on the right-hand corner of so far away. I saw, and I zoomed in because I'm like, what am I looking at? So, and, but I see, and it starts zooming in and I see this, it was like, um, a courthouse. I saw the white pillars. I knew it was a court. And I saw three thrones, three white thrones. And I saw in the middle, it was like a, a bubble. And I knew it was the father. 
it was just a big, like I couldn't see, it was like a haze around. I couldn't see what was in the middle, but I knew it was the father. On my left, his right, I saw Jesus sitting there. And it was a still image. It wasn't a video. It was like a still shot. And I saw Jesus with his hands right on the throne. They were just staring and watched, watching the worship. And I was looking and the third throne was empty. And I'm like, why is that? Like I'm worshiping. I'm like, I'm like what? why is that third throne empty? And I'm worshiping. I'm like, why is that third throne empty? And I said, Lord, why is that third throne empty? And I heard him say, because the Holy Spirit is on earth. Mm. And I thought, oh, that's why Jesus said, uh, it's better that I go and I ascend and send the Holy Spirit here. I thought, whoa, I never, I didn't really realize that the Holy Spirit lives within us. He's in earth. Mm-hmm. You know, when the church is going to be called up, it's when all hell's going to break loose, but you know, so tribulation, but yeah, the Holy Spirit is, is on earth with us. That's why even in Genesis, you know, the, the spirit of God hovers over the darkness, the spirit, the right. Holy, the Holy Spirit lives, lives here, but Praise God that the Lord, you know, died, resurrected, left, and sent the Holy Spirit to live on, live in us, outpour all, you know, mm. on all flesh, like Joel chapter two. So that was really cool revelation. And I literally fell so in love with the Lord. And I literally felt my heart. I, I knew, I know as an angel, I didn't see an angel, but I felt my heart, my cold, broken heart. I saw a beating, beautiful red heart being placed into me. Wow. And that night was the second time demon literally tried to kill me and uh, my heart exploded. Okay. But anyway, that's another story. I'll share it. <laughs> I don't know. I'll just happened. drop that and then we'll move I'll on. Just, yeah. I, mean, I didn't see him. He was on my belly choking me on and the Lord yeah. came in my room. But anyway. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, another time. You'll tell another that time. Next time. another time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And then what was this experience of at the Western yes. wall? Oh, this is okay. This is the most amazing day of my life. I'm going to try to make it real short. Really amazing. I was 18 years old, was an atheist, super stubborn. Just going to say I was super stubborn atheist. I, I convinced a lot of my high school friends that are Jewish to go on a Jewish birthright trip. It's a free trip to Israel that Jewish people pay for, you know, send kids to the Holy Land. Okay. So we're on this trip. Um, I realize now, I didn't understand then, I got really sick. I couldn't eat anything at all. The Lord told me later, he forced me on a fast. I was on a forced fast for about five days. Couldn't eat. All I could do was drink water, drink tea. And it was one of the last days of the trip where um, we're, we went to the Western Wall. And the Western Wall called the Wailing Wall. That's where, you know, you have the men on one side, women on one, you know, the other side. You have like Christians and Jews on one side of the wall, Palestinians on the other side. It's that last little bit of temple, that second temple that was, that was fell, that the Lord prophesied was going to be dismantled. Little tiny piece left. So I'm standing at the wall. Uh, and I'm talking to my friend, Mark, and, and I, this was, this is what comes out of my mouth. I said, look at these idiots praying to a God that doesn't exist. As soon as that last word left my mouth, I didn't see an open heaven, but I felt it. It was like the heavens open. And all of a sudden I felt a spirit it was the spirit of God. I didn't know this then literally sat on me, filled me up. You guys. It was the most amazing day of my life. I can pinpoint every emotion. I, I, can, I remember thinking, I can, joy, that's joy. That's happiness. That's exhilaration, euphoria. I, I can pinpoint every emotion. It was so overwhelmed. Wow. I knew I was fully, I was fully satisfied. And I remember when I read uh, Psalm 23, you know, he anoints my head with oil. My cup overflows. It was in me an overflowing love, joy, mm-hmm peace. I knew I was fully understood, fully satisfied. I knew up was home. 
I knew up was what I was created for. I, I didn't hear God. I didn't think God. Um, but I, I, this is what I heard. This is why the devil created drugs to mimic this. Wow. I had no idea what this was. I know now it was the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit. And I also, I heard this. This is what heaven feels like 24 seven. I can't even describe it in words. I could have stood there my entire existence. When I saw people talking about heaven experiences and how they felt, I said, that's exactly how I felt on earth. I felt it. It, It's Mm -hmm. real. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, no pain, no suffering. I just kept thinking that no pain, no suffering, no, no pain, no suffering. And then the other thing that happened was I started hearing thousands of voices singing in harmony. It was like, ah, thousands of voices. And I thought, am I losing my mind? It's 10 a.m. I'm not drunk. Like I'm sick. I don't understand what's happening. Here's the crazy thing. The Lord is so cool because I I was afraid to ask my friend. And my friend said, do you, do you hear that? I go, yeah. Do you feel that? Me and my friend had the same experience at the same time. We were both blaspheming God. The Lord told me later, I mirrored to you what happened. So you knew you weren't crazy. Mm. And I said, Lord, I mean, whoa. And I actually reached out to him when the Lord, when I realized it was the Holy Spirit, I reached out to him. It took me six months to message him. And I said, because <laughs> he's, he's you know Jewish and I know he's an atheist. And so I said, hey, do you remember that time we had that experience with the Lord? He goes, yeah. Oh, well, not with the Lord. I said, when we had that experience at the wall, he goes, yeah. I go, I know what it is now. He goes, what is it? Um, that was the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus is real. We heard angels singing and he goes, Anna, you dang on lost your mouth. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't know yet. I'm still praying for him, but the most amazing day of my life, you guys, he is so, wor- and I knew this too. I love my family. I love my parents. I know they love me. I mean, I love my family, but this is true love. This is real unconditional love. Mm. It was so overwhelming. And I remember thinking if someone came up to me with a lottery ticket, Hey, Anna, you know, tapping my, you want a trillion dollars. I would not even have looked back. I would have just taken the paper, ripped it up. I knew it was dumb. I knew it was not it, nothing. It's paper. It's like, this is what I was created mm. for. And I knew, you know, like I said, up is home. So you think I'd be saved. I wasn't. I was tricked by the devil for 10 years. And then finally, and it all hit me. And I'm like, ah, Jesus is real. Like the Holy Spirit's real. Like heaven is real. The Lord showed me hell in a dream. I said, okay, Lord, we are not going backwards. We're, mm. we're, we're running the good old race of faith. So. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So that was an experience though, that, that you, even when you were, you know, you carried on obviously as an atheist from that point, but it was an experience that you still hung on to, right? Yes. Never forgot it. Never knew what it was. Never. And there was, so there was never a moment where you're like, was that God? I mean, cause given my location and yeah. what, how it happened. Well, actually. Okay. So there's a little part to it. So I was tricked because, uh, I, I walked over to my Jewish tour guide and I said, Hey, listen, me and my friend, it's going to sound a little weird, but we're, we're feeling amazing. We're hearing something. We're hearing something and it's amazing. And he goes, Oh, this is what he said. Oh, you too. Oh, well, once in a while, when we do these tours, it's been a while, but some people feel it and hear it. And I said, well, what are we hearing and feeling? He goes, oh, this is where the devil tricked me. He said, oh, you're hearing the Jews. In 1948, when it was Independence Day, the Jews ran to the Western Wall. They were crying and shouting. You're feeling their energy and you're hearing, you know, you're Uh, hearing them kind of like ghosts. And it didn't really make sense, but I was like, oh, okay. I heard the Jews. Okay, cool. I mean, I kind of believe in ghosts. So, okay was deceived for 10 years. Yeah. Like, and that was oh, it. No. 
But yeah. God is good. The Lord is good. I had to walk through some other things to see certain things. The Lord actually let me see. What the enemy has planned for evil, the Lord uses it for good. Right. And he did allow it for 10 years. So Yeah, but how amazing is that, though, that you know, now you're in a place where you can go, that's what it was. Yes. And was that a quick revelation for you when you came to the Lord? You go, ah, that's what it was. Or was it like, oh, it so strong? Mm. or did it just take time? No. What in 2015, and it's great, actually, that question, because it wraps up to the, to what we just, what we start, how we started this interview mm. in 2015, when I filmed survivor, got back home, lost my addiction to poker and everything started started thinking god might be real i said jesus if you're real show me you're real because if you created the world you can tell a little tiny ant of a human that you're real show me you're real two weeks later i'm on this survivor tour a bunch of reality people reality television people and um this guy comes up to me he says you've been wondering if god is real and by the way those are the ears to hear let them hear i finally was like waiting for god to show me a sign he was real because i was starting to think he was and this this gentleman comes up says you've been wondering if the lord is real and he is real you've actually felt the holy spirit before I said, no, I haven't. He said, yes, you have. I said, no, I didn't. He said, you did think. And I thought, well, something happened to me in Jerusalem in Israel. Tell me, I told him. And he's laughing by the end of the story. You don't get it. I go, no, He goes, you felt the Holy spirit and you heard angels singing, Anna. And the moment he said, angels singing, I literally, I didn't realize I had a spirit. I literally felt my spirit leap out of my, I felt it leap with such joy. And I knew it was the truth. I knew angels. I literally dropped. He didn't walk me through a salvation prayer. I literally dropped to my knees, picked my hands up in the air. Jesus. Oh my God. I'm the idiot. It's literally what I was like. I'm the idiot. I said, I'm so sorry. You're real. Those are angels. Oh my God. This makes so much sense. Lord, forgive me my sins. And because I know, I mean, I was grew up in church. I know. And I said, Lord, I'm so sorry. I want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. Lord, save me. And I literally, as I'm on my knees, felt all of the burdens, all of the depression, anxiety, mm. sin that was around me on me in the spirit realm attached to my soul and spirit literally lift off of me wow. i was free come on it was free and it was awesome and the next day it was like the the the, the sky is blue and the i remember white walls in the airport because i was flying out and it was so white it was so beautiful it was just the glow everyone was glow it was just beautiful and then the lord started talking literally start talking on the plane. And I'm like, what planet am I on? This is so cool. Like walking with the Lord is so much fun. So yeah. let me tell you, if you don't know the Lord or maybe, maybe your surface level, man, go deeper, go deeper. The Lord wants to take you from glory to glory. And let me tell you, it is limitless. We will be learning about the Lord for all eternity. Amen. It is so fun learning about him every day, learning, reading his word. He gave, our father gave us his word. And it's so cool. I, I can't even tell you the things that are happening in my personal life, what the Lord is doing, business, personal life. I'm blown away right now. Mm -hmm. And he wants it for all of his children. Mm -hmm. Blown away. Amen. Walking in the overflow. Oh, yeah. Double blessing. Amen. Amen. Anna Kate, can you do me a favor? Yes. As we're closing out, can you just pray? Do you feel led? Yeah. Yes. Take I actually away. felt led to pray. The Lord really wanted me to pray for um, forgiveness and bitterness. Mm. In the middle, when we were talking about the Lord said, I want you to pray so about that. So Father, right now, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this day, Lord. We thank you that your mercies are new every morning. Father, we thank you for sending your beloved, glorious, wonderful son, Lord. You sent him into a world, not, not, not to save the righteous, Lord, but to save the heathen. You sacrificed your son for the heathen, Lord. And Father, we thank you for it. We thank you for your faithfulness. Jesus, we bless you. We thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you as well precious. Father, right now, I just pray for those right now, Lord, that are 
the hearts that have been touched in this broadcast, there's like a, a kindling. I feel it's like, this has, this is like so refreshing. This has been, it's like drinking just a refreshing cup of water. And then you're, you're in your spirit. I feel there's, there's many actually, I feel your, your spirit kindled, like a fire in your belly has been kindled. And so father, I just breathe on it right now. Father, I thank you, Lord, that they are hungrier now, Lord, and that you've increased faith just on this broadcast, Lord God. Father, I thank you for the gift of faith, Lord. I thank you that you have an awesome, mighty plan in their life. Jeremiah 29, 11, Lord, plans to prosper them, give them a hope and a future, not to harm them, Lord. Father, I thank you that we walk from glory to glory. And I bless everyone. I feel the anointing, Father. I bless everyone, Lord. Let them be hungry for holiness, Lord God, for purity, Lord God, for sanctification, Lord. This is a time where you're about to release finances. You're about to release husbands and wives to meet one another. You're about to release so much joy in the home, in the church, and also in the country. Father, we rejoice with you, Lord. We say, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. We, we lay everything down at the altar right now. If there's anything in your heart that you feel bitterness, unforgiveness, just say it out loud, Lord, I put it down on the altar right now. I, 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 I forgive my grandmother. I forgive my father. I forgive this person, Lord. Right now, I lay down bitterness, Lord. I for, Forgive me, Lord. I repent. Take this off of me. I don't want to hold on to this anymore. I want to go deeper. I want to hear you like she hears you, Lord. I want to walk with you. I want to be on fire like that, Lord. Yes, Lord, Father, you want to have that even more than they do, Lord. So, Father, I thank you that you're touching them right now. You're releasing them, Lord. And even some relationships, there's some people that have like, you're battling in some relationships, laid that relationship down as well. The Lord had me do that recently and he brought the relationship back and it blossomed. So some things, even if it's your family that you're arguing with and you can't get through, you're like, Lord, stop arguing with them. Lay them down at the altar, say, Lord, I, 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 I bless them. I release them to you, Lord God, guide me and guide them in Jesus name. Mm-hmm. Father, I give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise because Lord, I am nothing. I'm a piece of dust without you. Mm-hmm. I'm a nothing. <laughs> Lord, I'm a nothing burger, but with you, we're, we're, we're everything Lord. So we give you the glory in your precious, holy mm-hmm. name, Jesus name. Amen. 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 Anna Kate. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm talking about. So Anna, Thank you so much for being on the show. How can people follow you? You have your own show on YouTube, obviously. Yes. What else? Very shadow banned, which is funny. I'm dangerous on YouTube, but um, praise God. Jesus is dangerous. So they're right. Um, Yeah. You can follow me on YouTube. Anna Kate, there's two T's because my first Anna channel was taken down. um, But um, on Twitter as well. Uh, you can also email me if you want to email me, get in contact with me, have a testimony, whatever, want prayer, email me at gatheringbride at gmail.com, gatheringbride at gmail.com. Uh, my website is is being worked on, so I don't have a website just yet. But um, YouTube. Twinsies. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have one. Yeah, I know when you said that, I was like, me too, yeah, yeah. Lord, help me. <laughs> so yeah. praise God. Jeff, yeah. you are so wonderful. You're such a great host. And it's oh, such you. an honor to be with you. Thank and you're you. awesome. Absolutely. So everybody, you know the drill. All that's in the description. So everybody, God bless you. And you know what? This is the season for deliverance in the body of Christ right now. Um, and then and, also... Oh, and Jeff, I want to pray, I want to pray for you and just and bless you and bless this platform. Yeah. I just see it like exploding even more and the Lord's going to keep bringing people. It's going to, it, it literally will lead to a lot of deliverance, a lot of people set free. And they're, they're going to, I mean, I felt the anointing, even when you were talking and introducing Amen. me, there's an anointing on your life. And I thank the Lord to really draw people in by the Holy spirit. So Amen. praise God, father, I bless this channel, let it grow and let atheists come in agnostics. You can have a lot of testimonies of, of people being saved yeah. as I'm sure you already have. I feel like you already have, but you're going to have even more. 
by mm-hmm. God's grace. So thank you. And, and, and support the ministry, you know, support guys. It's really important to support. People yeah. took a lot of time, but finances are coming, brother. Amen. 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 Well, on that note, everybody on the end, there's an outro. There's a new outro that we made and it's, uh, it's got donation information. So if any of you guys are feeling led, just go ahead and follow whatever that says on there and we'll go, but be blessed everybody. God bless. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.